there's an area that all of us have to consider, that we have to think about. As Yidin, there's an area in Yiddishkeit that we have to think about. We know that there's a concept of avoidance Hashem. Such a thing called avoidance Hashem. It's application. We understand it as a cloud. But where the problem, where the details of avoidance Hashem? As a prat, where do you plot? There's a Gemara in Tainus. The Gemara tells a story about a doctor. I'll learn with you first the Gemara, then we'll try to understand it. Abba Umne. There was a doctor, his name was Abba. Dr. Abba. What is Umne? In, in, in the theories of ancient medicine, there was such a thing as bloodletting. Some of you know, they believe that to treat certain diseases and certain malaise, that you cut into a vein and you let out some blood, whatever the medical theory of the time was, is irrelevant now, but he was a doctor that did this type of a job. So the Gemara says a very peculiar, a very peculiar story about this doctor, Apawumne. The Gemara says, <laughs> means we don't know exactly it's hard for us to visualize in our mind the yeshiva that's that's means the yeshiva which is in heaven and every day Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, a voice came out from the Mesifta Berekiye and said, Shalom Aleichem, good morning, Gabon. It's a Gemara Titus, I'll repeat it. Abba Umne have a Shloma Kol Yoimim in Mesifta Berekiye. Every day a voice came out from heaven every day, and said, Shalom Aleichem, Dr. Abba Ula Abaye, the great Abaye, Abaye and Rove, Mimale Shapsa, Lemale Shapsa. Abaye heard, that was sifted the Rekia, that voice that came out from heaven, only made itself audible and heard to Abaye, only Arab Shabbat. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Shabbat, Abayah didn't hear it. But that voice that came out from heaven came out only Arab Shabbat to Abayah. Abayah was Abayah. Abayah's contemporary. When, when did he hear this voice that said, Shalom Aleichem to him? Mimale di yoimedikipur, lemale yoimedikipur. Erev Yom Kippur, Rabbah heard a voice, Shalom Aleichem. Dr. Abba heard the voice every morning, they said Shalom Aleichem to him, whatever it is. 
Abaya heard that voice every Arab Shabbos, and Rova heard it on the Arab Yom It excites our imagination. Who was this Abba What kind of a person was he? Who was this doctor? He was no Abaya, he was no Rova, he was no Talmud Chochem. A doctor. Listen to how the Gemara describes this doctor. So the Gemara says, "Have a kachosha daite the Abaye, al the Abuuna." Abaye knew, the great Abaye knew that in Bashamayim, the Mesefet Derekiya says, "Sholem Alecha to Dakta Abuuna every day and to him Arab Shabbos." Abaye began to make a chesed nefesh, a doctor, with an officer. With fees, no yeshiva, no talmidim, no toireh, no avoideh, a doctor. The sifter derekiah comes to say to him every every morning, Shalom Aleichem. So Abaya Chol Shadaita, Abaya felt bad. Chol Shadaita means, Cholash means to become weak. His his inner strength became weakened. Maybe I'm doing something that's not right. Me, I only hear the voice from the sifter derekiah once a week. In Abu Umna, the doctor, he hears it every day. Amulei loy motzis lemevet kuuvde da Abu Umna. Minashamayim, they told Abaya. Amazing Gemara. An amazing Gemara. Minashamayim, they told him, Abaya, you cannot do what Abu Umna does. What this doctor Abuumna does, Abaya, you can't do that. Abaya asked, Why you that? Pray tell, tell me what is the greatness, what is the thing that this doctor Abuumna does that I can't do? Why you the Abuumna? He says, What's what what is the what is the what is the behavior? What does he do this Abuumna that I can't do? The Gemara goes into detail. Listen, listen, and then we'll go back over the Gemara and you'll understand something here. The Gemara begins to enumerate. Listen, this Abba Umna had an office. Men used to come, women used to come. He was a big doctor. He wasn't a small doctor. He had a clientele. You hear? Number one, the Gemara says, a lot of men and women would wait outside of his office. He had, he had two entrances. He had an entrance, number one, for the women to be on one side, and number two, for the men to be on the other side. He didn't want them to socialize in his office. You hit, wait, don't get excited, don't, it's not, it's not what you think. I'm not going to talk to you about what you think I'm going to talk to you Since it was a place of gathering of men and women, Abba he insisted that he had a side office door where the women came in, and a side office where the men came in. The says, 
I'll tell you generally what it means. He was a doctor. Women came. He had to operate. So it says he had like a, a, a clothing that the woman, he just, where the spot was where he had to cut, would be uncovered. He wouldn't, he wouldn't see a woman like this, you know, not that sneeze to commence that's the second thing he did. Wait. The third thing, this Dr. Abrumner did, after he made the operation, and he cut the vein, and the patient felt better, the fee, he had to pay. Medicaid, Blue Cross, got to pay. So the Gemara says that he had a way of payment, a peculiar way of payment. You didn't pay the nurse, you didn't pay him, he had a slot hidden on the side where whoever wanted to pay went and threw the money into that slot. It was, the Gemara says, in a, in a mock and sneeze. The Islay Rami Bey, the Lesklay, Chava Osir, the Yosir, the Loi Mixer. The Gemara says, the one who had money to pay went and threw the money in the slot. The one who didn't have money to pay the doctor went in and sat down in the office and nobody knew who paid and who didn't pay and it made no difference to Abu. That was the third thing. The fourth thing of the Gemara. And if a Talmud Chochem came to him to be treated medically, he wouldn't take anything altogether. He would tell him, you don't put in anything, you're free. What if there was a person that came and he saw it? It was obvious, it was apparent that this person is poor, he has no money. So Dr. Abouna used to take money out of his pocket and give to this poor person the Amalai Zil Ivri Go and take care of your health. Buy yourself holy bread with yeast tablets, with vitamins. He told them, go and take care of your health. Here, the Gemara goes on to tell a detailed story about, about, continue a story with Tutam Yechachamim. If you're interested, look up the Gemara. It's in Tainus Tav Chafala for the Chafes. About the Chassadim and the attitudes of this Dr. Abraham. Alright, this is the Gemara. You have more or less, we have more or less a picture of who this Dr. Abraham was. I want to talk about one little point here in the Gemara here today that to me it's a source of tremendous chizuk, of tremendous personal strengthening to me. Let's go back to the beginning of the Gemara. The beginning of the Gemara was, what was the beginning of the Gemara? Abba Umine heard Shalom Aleichem every day, Abayah didn't hear. Parenthetically, I must tell you at the conclusion of the Gemara, the Gemara makes sure to conclude with Abayah and Arthur that they were certainly bigger than Abba And the Gemara goes into a chilek, why Abba heard and they didn't hear as frequently. 
But anyway, the beginning of the Gemara goes that Avrum heard Shalom Aleichem every day, and Abaya didn't hear, and Abaya felt, felt bad. Kol Shaddai. So what does the Gemara say? They said to, they said to Abaya, they said to Abaya, you can't do what Abba does. These words are most significant and important to us and relevant to us. Who was Abaya? Abaya was the Rosh Hashiva of his dog. Rosh only became Rosh Hashiva after Abaya died. Not he was a Rosh Hashiva, he was the Rosh Hashiva. He was the Ashkabahag of his dog. Abaya was, was, was a source of Harbotz's Torah, of thinking, of teaching Torah. He was the source, he was the force of Torah, the Aboida and Sitkis of Midas Torah. It was Abaya. There is a problem between people and a problem between young people. There's a big problem. There's a problem. People don't look at themselves and they look at the other fellow. People have no consciousness, no cognizance. What am I? Who am I? What am I? In whole society, people are mimicking and imitating and living in fashions and styles that other people set. Why do they do that? Why do they do that? If a Meshuggah in Paris says you have to wear clothing <laughs> this way, everybody's follows this. Why? Why should I follow what a degenerate says in Paris? He's a degenerate. He's a pervert. Why should I follow him? You know why you follow him? You know why? Because you lack faith and understanding in yourself. If you're strong in yourself and you realize who yourself is, you won't follow what a Meshuggah is going to tell you. If you understand yourself, if you feel your own uniqueness, you won't be prey to any wind that unleashes itself in society. Desperate. People who are steeped in despair and in disillusionment, who have no knowledge of where to go and what to do, say, take drugs. Everybody takes drugs. Why are you taking drugs? Not good for you. Why are you taking drugs? They do it. They. Which day? You know who the day is? He's sick. Degenerate. He has no hope. He has no amune. Doesn't believe in himself. Doesn't believe in the future. Doesn't believe in society. He has to seek a, a, a chemical release from his own misery. You have to do it. You know why we're under their influence? Because we have no havana in ourselves. We don't know that we're unique. We don't know. Everybody, you know. Democracy is a wonderful thing. But there's some bad side effects. Everybody's equal. A person doesn't feel his uniqueness. Abaya heard that there's somebody, a doctor, with an office, with a clientele, 
that this doctor, they come every morning and they say Shalom Aleichem to him from, from the Sifta de Rekia. Why? I want to know why. You know what they answered, Abaya? They said to him, Abu Umna is not a Rosh Hashiva. Abu Umna is unique. And in his position of being a doctor, it may very well be that Abu Umna didn't know from which side you open the Gemara. Abu Umna could have been an Amharic. But Abba was a good doctor. And Abba understood that he is a good practitioner. And in his position where the Rebbe Shalom placed this Abba where the Rebbe Shalom placed him, Abba manifested the art of Sitkis. The Gemara goes in. Abba is a doctor. And they come together, it's a place of levity, they're waiting outside, there's a big waiting. It's not like over here with offices. Years ago in primitive times, primitive conditions, physical conditions, Abhumna in his position said, I'm going to invest genius and art from where I am. Entrance for the man, entrance for the woman. He practiced his art with a tremendous sneers and kedushin. He showed tremendous derecheres for Talmud Chachamim. He showed tremendous empathy for poor people. A doctor, they told the buyer, every person is unique. You are buyer. You're the bigger buyer. The Gemara comes out at the end. The Gemara says, Amulai in a cholim mistayach the komegan is chusakula kracha. You know what they answer the Brian Arafa? What are you feeling bad about? You are the protection of the whole city. You, you Rafa, that you only that they only tell you shalom aleichem every yom kippur. The says, if not for you, the whole city would fall in. You're big. Abuna is unique. But only the doctor, he could be a big man, the doctor, he's not the yeshiva. He's not sitting and learning, but look at him, look what he's doing. Look at the genius that he put into his medicine. Look at the kedusha, look at the sneers, look at the chesed that Abba put into his medicine. He's an ordinary doctor. Ask him a shayla with a bayan lover in yishaloi, but that's how the yishaloi, how the yishaloi. didn't know a thing. And the Gemara said, you can't do what Abuna did. In the Gemara, it says here that every person is unique. In the Gemara, it says here that a person is unique, and in the maxim that he is, the Rabbanishalam gave every person a specific, a specific non-duplicated mitzvahs, that in his mitzvahs he could be Makadish and Shemayim. We are a faceless generation. We are losing our faith. In the spiritual sense, we are a faceless generation. A bunch of maniacs, low-lives, come aside to wear long hair. Who said it? Who are the initiators? What 
priest who said Because you don't have your own Nazis. You, you don't see that in your... Con you! You don't see that you, with the koiches, with the koiches that the gave you, are unique. You, 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 Abaya, you can't do what Abulman does. He's a doctor, he does not a word. The Torah's Megala here, the Gemara's Megala, the people are unique in that in the, in, 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 with their uniqueness they could reach the biggest heights that the Mesifter and the Rekiyah will come every morning and say, Shalom to This is a plague. We're in the middle of a big plague in this country. We're in a, a big plague here. A big plague. They tell us what to wear. They tell us how to talk. They tell us what to eat and drink. They tell us how to spend our leisure time. What do I have to say? The Mesifta de Rekia stands and screams. The Mesifta de Rekia says, I'll come and tell you every morning, good morning, as long as you put into put genius into what you want. Know yourself. The Mesifta de Rekia comes out. Abaya will hear good morning every day. You hear good morning every day. You'll be yourself. This is the keys. You hear what I'm telling you? You want to be something in your life. You want to be something. To be something means to be yourself, not to be anybody else. To be yourself. I told you many times, somebody told me, in Europe, in Poland, there was a yeshiva, the Mira yeshiva in Poland. So it was Purim. And a very good Bachan yeshiva got drunk. So he went over to the Mashkiach, Rabbi Yerucham Zechayim Levracha. And he started to cry. He says, Rabbi, he says, if I had the Kuzri's heart and the Rambam's mind, and the Chagasam of Avis's Avis Hashem, and the Masulsi Yisharim's Yerush Hashem, then I could be a Jew and I could serve the Rebosh But with my head and my heart and my mind, my lack of Avis Hashem, my lack of Yishman, well, what can I do? Rabbi Yeruchim told them, you make a big mistake. The Rebosh wants your heart and your mind and your karkas and your talent. That's what he wants. They plague here in this country. I plague. No one looks into themselves. No, no one wants to feel their uniqueness. Who manipulate? Manipulate. You know what the story? The Mayudeka story. The story happens to be true. In Krakow. Until 1939, until the Second World War, there was a besmerish, a very old shul in Krakow. It was called Rabbi Zik Rabbi Yaikos. That was the name of the shul. 
Rabbi Isaac, Rabbi Yaakov Shuv. Who was this Rabbi Isaac? It's an unbelievable story. This Rabbi Isaac was a very poor fellow. He was very poor. He was a chosset, he was a shemayim. One night he went to sleep, and he has a dream. Dream! What does he dream? He dreams that he sees in his dream Vienna, a bridge. And that under that bridge in Vienna is buried, right by the shore of the river there, a big treasure with gold. Wakes up in the morning, tells his wife of his dream. They both wear that dream. Next night he comes home from work, from the marriage, goes to sleep again. I repeat, he had the same identical dream the second night in a row. Wakes up in the morning, he's a little bit shook up. He tells his wife, two nights in a row I dreamed the exact same dream, Vienna, the bridge, the treasure. Ah, who knows, maybe you ate some of it. <laughs> the third night he comes home, goes to sleep, again, the same dream, the same picture, the same Vienna. It was El Achir, he was a Bentaira. Three nights in a row, an identical dream. Such as wife, I can't contain myself. I'm going to Vienna, I'm going to look for the bridge. Wife had their hearts Okay. The story goes, he was very poor. He had to hitch in those days. He didn't have money. It took him weeks and weeks till he got to Vienna. Comes to Vienna. He starts to fish around for a bridge. Yeah, they tell him there's a bridge like that. He comes to the bridge. Lo and behold, the bridge is there exactly like in his dream. But with one little, little fly in the ointment. On the place on the shore where he saw the treasure, there was an army camp. They pitched their tents there with centuries walking back and forth. You know what to do. Go over, start digging. There's, there's an army camp there. Our kids and our mice, the guys standing there, the fellows stood there. He's looking, he's looking, and looking. He figured they'll move away. It's temporary. One day, two days, three days, four days. So a Jew, a Polish Jew, from, you know, the world pious, with the kapata, with the chesidishahat, a Jew standing there. He's a spy. Every day he comes and stands and watches and reported it to the commandant. And they immediately the two soldiers came, they arrested him to come in. You're standing here four or five days in a row and watching the army camp. You're a spy for the Polish government. Take him into the commandant. Come down, looked at him and saw that it's an innocent person. So he didn't tell him. He said, tell me, what are you doing there? You know that you're uh, facing a serious charge. We've observed you here for days and days that you're watching the camp. What are you doing here? In his innocence, he told him the story with the dream. <laughs> the commandant starts laughing, you stupid Jew, you came from Krakow. I'll tell you a very interesting coincidence. You stupid Jew, he says. I've been dreaming for the last week that in Krakow, in this and this street, in this and this house and apartment, under the stove is buried a treasure. 
The street was the street that this Jew lived on. The house was the house that the Jew lived on. And the apartment was the apartment that the Jew lived on. Exactly! The Jew went home. They let him out. They freed him. He went home. Couldn't contain himself. He dug under the stove there and he found a box of gold coins. <laughs> he had to travel to Austria to find out, the Rebbe Rabunin used to tell his Talmudim that came to the beginning, that the treasure is in his house. And there was a Vismerish in Krakow that was called Rabbi Isaac Rabbi Yekel. He became a very rich man. It's a story. I know Yidin from Krakow. The Talmud was such a Vismerish. And this is the, the, this, the legend in the city where how he became rich. Whether it's true or not, but the idea is true. We're looking for treasures and riches in Vienna. When in reality, the treasures and the riches are buried by ourselves. In, in, in whatever we, wherever we are, with our head and with our heart and with our talent, Mina Shemayim, they were Megala to a bias that this doctor, Abba Umnu, was never put a foot into the yeshiva. The Mesif to the Riki is such a lot. This is what we have to know. We have to know that we have a treasure by us. People, naturally, out of weakness, out of lethargy, always look in the other guy, the other person, the other group, the other class. Oh, there, 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 there. And, and, and we don't see ourselves. We don't see our own strength. Very big Yisoyed and avoid this Hashem for a person to be happy and satisfied and excited about himself. And people sitting in this room here that I know that are very talented people. Never in their lives were they excited about themselves. In a realistic sense, I don't mean in a fantasy exaggerating sense in the egocentric sense, in the pejorative sense. I don't mean that. A person has to be excited about himself, about his potential, what he could do. The minute a person begins to understand himself, all right, let a person learns 20 black Gemara a week, that doesn't frighten me. I learn a few lines a week, but those few lines, I learned that I can't get that. This is the sort of Yiddish guy. There are people sitting in this room that have no belief in themselves. And it's a very big problem. They have no belief, they have no immune in themselves. They have no knowledge in themselves. You, if you could get them to talk, they'll tell you the worst, the worst things about themselves. They're steeped in self-hatred. This is a big sakon and avoid this Hashem. They waste their time in wailing and moaning over themselves Instead of understanding that they have koiches, you have to bring them out. That the, the treasure is in your own apartment, in your own self. And this is what the Gemara says, they taught Abaya. They taught Abaya, you're Abaya. The Gemara concludes at the end of the Gemara, the whole city is protected. It only exists because Abaya is there. But this fellow Abaum is unique. And he manifested. Genius, the Gdusha in his life. 